0: Pre-sell, pre-sell, pre-sell. Before you create anything, pre-sell it. I didn't realize I could sell something that I didn't have, right? I sold a course I didn't have. I didn't have a course put together. Only thing I had was a presentation to sell the course. If no one bought the course that day of the webinar, it would have been fine because I didn't create the course. Just because you think it's good doesn't mean it's always going to be good. No matter who you are, you have to create what the people want. The journey to wealth is a long walk, and some may walk quicker than others, but what good is sprinting to the finish line if you pass out when you cross it? On Walk to Wealth, we enlighten and empower young adults to build wealthy, abundant lives. They say the journey of a 1,000 miles begins with a single step, and your first step starts right now. This is Walk to Wealth with your host, John Mendez. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Walk to Well podcast. If you're tuning in on YouTube or any of the podcast directories, make sure to do yourself one teeny tiny little favor and make sure to give us a follow because I don't want you to miss out on any of the amazing episodes I have coming for you this year. So without further ado, let's get right into this one. So in the last episode, we left off where how I got started teaching AI, right? So I told you I just made four bands off of a free webinar, no paid traffic, no paid advertising, and that's the same thing, but no anything paid, right? It was a free webinar. I paid for the Zoom upgrade, I think, which, which I forget how much that is, just so I can have a, a larger room than 100 people. And then from there, I pretty much, that was pretty much all I did to spend. I didn't spend no money. And I made $4,000 almost, pretty much clean almost, uh, aside from taxes, right? But um, now my brain is thinking, it's like, all right, my whole way of human money was just like tilted on its head. Now, so for a little bit of backstory, part of the reason why I didn't charge for social media classes and marketing classes was because I didn't feel worthy of charging. And now I'm 20, what, 21 years old or 20 years old when I started teaching social media. And all these realtors are way more successful than me, way more accomplished, way more, oh, way more old, <laughs> a lot more seasoned than I am. All are pretty much asking, looking to me for advice on social media. And I wasn't a guru or I wasn't an expert at all. And so for me, that was my way of coming back to the community. I never had intention to charge, as I mentioned a couple of times in other episodes. And so for me, I realized, though, it was because I didn't feel worthy of receiving money. I didn't feel worthy or okay with people paying me because I didn't feel like I was worth it. And although although I spent a ton of time and energy and effort putting these workshops and presentations together, for whatever reason, I just didn't feel okay receiving money for the job that I'd done. And so for me... It took me a lot to get used to it, but I ended up charging 27 bucks a ticket, I think, for the very first class I did in August, the first paid class. And then off of the, the workshop, I got paid 197 a ticket and sold 20 spots. And 197 200 bucks. is like, that's, an, that's a nice little sign of sign to pay for a ticket for a virtual event. 200 bucks is like, oh, well, shoot, okay, like people are paying me. And so now fast forward to where we're at now. I just, lo- you know, I just taught this workshop, made 4000 And then I was starting to think like, okay, what could I do, right? What can I create? I could, you know, scale and create one time and then make money off of. And I started to realize Jason, the guy from the mastermind, so he has a course, right, in his mastermind. Like when you get access to his mastermind, you get access to a couple of different courses. And so I was like, okay, like maybe I should create a course myself. Like what if I created my own course to help realtors come up with creating content and stuff like that? So how I started was, well, there's this book called $100 Million Offers. And I don't remember which order I've read these books. So, but I know I read $100 Million Offers by Alex Ramosi. Hands down, one of the best books I've ever read. At the time I'm recording this, he just released his uh, leads book not too long ago. I think like a week or two ago, he relaunched his his leads book. And that launch was amazing. That was the dopest launch for a book I ever seen joint Made Records. And so um, I read $100 million offers and I got so many amazing takeaways from that book. One of the main takeaways I got, it was the value equation. Like everyone tells you you have to create something valuable, but no one tells you like, how do you measure value? Like what defines value? And so for me, I was pretty much reading a book and I'll try to share as many of the big takeaways that I got that I can remember. So the first one was the value equation, right? The value equation is value equals. And so there's going to be a, a fraction, right? On the top half of the fraction, it's the dream outcome. So what people want to accomplish in the ideal world, if everything plays out right, What's that end result that people want to achieve That's the dream outcome times the perceived likelihood of achievement, right? All that means is like, how, how much do they believe that they can actually get what they want, right? Let's say it's abs. How high do do they think the percentage is that they will achieve abs? And what's the likelihood that they think that they will get it, right? Not that you think they will get it. What's the likelihood that they think that they will get it? And so, mind you, it's a fraction again. So on the top half, it's dream outcome times perceived likelihood of achievement. On the bottom half of the fraction... It's time delay. So how long is it going to take from when I start to when I finish, like to, when I achieve my the goal that I want, the dream outcome? How long is it going to take from when I start to getting the dream outcome? What's that time delay, right? Is it one week? Is it six weeks? Is it a year? Is it 10 years? Is it 10 seconds? and then on the other side it's it's effort and sacrifice so how much work do they believe that they will have to put in or how many do you think do they think they will have to give up so on the bottom half of the equation it's time delay multiplied by effort and sacrifice so the overall value equation right is value equals dream outcome times perceived likelihood of achievement right over time delay times effort and sacrifice Right. That is the value equation. He goes more into it on his book or on his website. Uh, I recommend going through and watching those videos. I watched them a ton and they help me out a ton. So that's just one of the big outcomes, right? Again, later on in the book, he talks about how to create offers, right? The whole book is around creating an offer so good that people say feel stupid saying no. And so, and then from there, he has you go through exercises. And I was thinking about like building your online presence. Like, that is something that a lot of realtors want to do, and the majority of them suck at. And so, in the book, he has you write down, like, what are all the problems that you could go through that um, realtors are going through, right? And then from there, you know, write as many ways as possible to solve each of those problems, right? And from there, um, after you create this massive list of like problems and different ways to solve them, You're going to start pretty much ranking the solutions. And so with the solutions, you want something that's highly valuable, right? Now, we just discussed the value equation. You want something that's highly valuable, and you want something that's also uh, low in effort on your part, right? You want something that's highly valuable and something that's low effort on your part. So let me start giving some examples. Something, let's say for someone to get getting abs, right? Let's say something that's highly valuable, right? Let's say a personal chef. But having a personal chef for everyone that buys your fitness program, that takes a lot of effort. Right. So let's take another option. Highly valuable. Let's say a 12 week nutrition plan or a personalized nutrition plan. And I'll text you every week to make sure you're on track. And in terms of effort, I create like a system to create nutrition plans. I prop up your information and then it spits sign out. Boom. Nice and easy. Right. Boom. Now, that's something that's high in value, but low in effort. You want it to be low in effort because you want it to be able to, to, to scale, right? It's going to be hard to do things that are highly valuable and take up a lot of effort and you to get a lot of clients. And so then after you go through the exercises, you're going to have all the different problems and then you're going to only have the best of the best solutions to solve those problems, right? And then from there, um, pretty much you need to go through the book. As I said, I'm a little rusty. I can't explain it as well as, I, I, you know, Alex does. But long story short, I just follow the book, right? And he talks about like how to do bonuses, how to do guarantees, how to add scarcity and urgency. He talks about how to name your stuff. And so the idea I came up with, because mind you, I'm coming off at this point in time. And actually, after I think about it, this might be a good series for another time. Like how I got on 100 podcasts, how I got interviewed 100 times in three months. Like That might be another series. That I do, um, because January to March, I was bugging when it comes to interviews. I was hopping on interviews like it was nothing bad, you know. It was so time consuming. I barely remember most of the people that interviewed me, which is you know sucks to say, but I, I definitely would not recommend going on that many interviews just because you can't really you can't really make a deep connection like you would if you actually had the time and you weren't rushing. But back to the main story, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna create a course on how to build your online presence using podcast guesting. And when I read $100 million offers, it helped me put together the idea for the course and helped me put together what I wanted to sell and what I wanted to offer to everyone, right? And then from there, I read a book called Expert Secrets. Now, Expert Secrets is like a legend marketing book, like that book is so dope. And it really talks about mainly like how to tell stories and how to sell through stories and how to sell online and persuade people and create like a movement. And that book is like golden. And that book teaches you, the, his Russell Brunson's perfect webinar framework. And Russell Brunson, he has like the world record for like most sales and like, uh, he sold from stage and made like 3 million and in 90 minutes or something like that, which is like insane to even think about. But pretty much he developed this framework from all his years of teaching. He taught, you know, he pretty much taught in That's how he grew his company, ClickFunnels, from zero to nine figures, was through online webinars and teaching. And so all the secrets are in this book. And in the book, I learned about The Perfect Webinar. I ended up paying for one of his courses to learn more about The Perfect Webinar. And so leading up to now, we're in February now of 2023, and I'm reading this book, and I mean, I am just on Canva. I paid like extra a little bit for one of Russell Brunson's things so I can get his actual slides and template for the perfect webinar. And I was creating my very own perfect webinar. Like I was putting so much time into creating the perfect webinar just like Russell did, but just for my topic of real estate and you know, launching this course. And so from there, um, I was thinking about what to price the course and I was like, I'm gonna charge four ninety-seven, right? I feel like that's a good amount of price. Right. And I was gonna teach the course live. And I know that at 197 I had 20 people buy, right? And that was something that I didn't really have put together. And honestly, it wasn't all that great that workshop. I wasn't the best. I definitely wasn't the best workshop teacher at that point in time because I never saw a workshop before. But I was like, all right, I'm gonna teach it for four ninety seven. And so then I decided to create a date, right, for the webinar. And it was going to be like, I think that first or second week of March. And I was getting people to register, getting people to register and I ended up getting about like, I think it was anywhere between 60, to 90 people that day. There was close to like 60 um, on the webinar. Now i read a hundred million dollars offers. I had my idea for the course. I read expert secrets and I, that's how I structured the webinar that I was going to use to sell the course. But the one thing I didn't do, I didn't have a course. I just had an idea. And so I ended up teaching the webinar and at the end I sold the course that didn't exist and I had five people buy at 497. Now that for me, it was underwhelming overwhelming, right? It was overwhelming because I didn't realize I could sell something that I didn't have, right? I sold a course I didn't have I didn't have a course put together. Only thing I had was a presentation to sell the course. But the course itself, there was nothing recorded. Only thing that was put together was I had a name and a domain name and that's it. And a checkout page. But I did not have any course put together. I was going to teach it live. And I was underwhelmed too, because I've been teaching the same group of realtors for so long now that I thought that when I created this course, everyone was going to buy it. Like it was a no brainer. Like these people got to buy and I thought so many people were going to buy in to have five people. Now I'm I'm very grateful. But at that point in time, my mindset was, wow, I only got five people like this kind of sucks, but five people nevertheless bought. So I'm like, damn, all right, I got to figure this out now. Cause I have people that just pay me something. $500, is a good chunk of change, like three quarters of Americans don't even have a $500 emergency fund. Right. So it's like, to pay for a digital course that they didn't have put together. I wasn't going to do too much complaining. And so from there, about two weeks after that, I started then to drop the modules live each week and each week I would drive some more modules and more lessons. And it ended up being about like 66 lessons all in all. And from there, I got like a couple more people to sign up in the weeks following. So I ended up like in the first, I guess, month or so, ended up with about like seven people and that bought my course at 497 making a grand total of $3,500. So the day I launched, I made 2500 and then I got another two people, right, to enroll later on. And so that's how I soft launched the course. It was called, what I call it? A Perfect Podcast Prospect, I think I called it the course. And that was the first iteration, and it didn't go as well as I thought. So here's my big takeaways. One, you have to read $100 million offers. <laughs> that book is, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, you gotta read that book. That book is, so, or go on his website and watch his free videos, and that helped me out so, 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 so much. And creating an offer that's irresistible, that's one of one, instantly this you know distinguishes you and separates you from everyone else in your market. Like it makes you special, it makes you unique, it makes you offer something that no one can compare to because there's nothing else like it. So that was like one of my big takeaways. The second thing is, man, there is a. S- framework to telling stories there's like you can't just go bs your way into a good story like there's a lot of thought and effort that goes into crafting a perfect story or crafting a good story right and there's a framework to it anyone that's interested uh, Russell Brunson got originated that from from I think the name is Joseph Campbell and it's called the hero's journey and Russell took that and found a way to do it implement it into pretty much selling one webinars so like there is a framework to presenting so, to presenting. It's not just you put some information together and that's it. It's like you have to tell stories and you have to present the information in a way that they can grasp it and they can relate to it. And they want, they feel compelled to act, whether it's uh, to act and buy your course or whether it's to act and, you know, just take action on what you're taught on. Like there's a way to do all that. So if you're going into teaching webinars or presentations or seminars, know that you get good at storytelling and structuring presentations because That'll help you go a long, long way. Or even if you're in school and you had a structural presentation, like watch, you'll, you'll be able to, if you learn how to move an audience, like you can do so much, like you're pretty much guaranteed to be successful almost. So if you could speak and get sell people from a presentation without them making them feel slimy or like they're being sold to, like that is a gift that not a lot of people have. Um, The next big takeaway that I got, pre-sell, pre-sell, pre-sell. Before you create anything, pre-sell it. And if people, like for me, if no one bought the course that day of the webinar, it would have been fine because I didn't create the course. So I didn't waste any time creating the course. Of course it would have sucked because, you know, no one bought, but I learned a lot along the journey to create that presentation and to create that offer and to sell for the very first time, like actually sell. And so that was a big takeaway. It's like, do not ever make something and hope that it lands, sell it. And if people buy it, then make it. And that's what I did. I pre-sold it and it helped me pretty much, it gave me some some time to pretty much uh, figure it out and actually put the course together because I never created a course before, right? And i say the next big takeaway from there is that um, just because you think it's good doesn't mean it's always going to be good. No matter who you are, you have to create what the people want. And I'll tell you, A little bit more about that in the finale, because that small change of making what people what people want, not what I think they want, helped me to make that twenty thousand dollars in an hour. Helped me to make that twenty thousand dollars, you know, off of virtual a virtual virtual workshop which is free to attend. It helped me then get another ten people. So all in all, that week, if I'm not mistaken, because there was also payment plans, so I think that week I made like close to twenty four, twenty five thousand, and then with the payment plans, um. I mean, I still got, at the time of me recording this, I still have people on the six-month payment plan that are still paying me every month. So all in all, right, 33 people to enroll in my $1,000 course in one week. And some of them are on payment plans, so they don't all come in in full. But making that one difference helped to do that. So that's all for this episode. I'm going to be back in the finale where I actually break down what led me to making all the money that I did. I had to give you guys the backstory. So many people come on and be like, hey, here's how I made six figures in a day. Here's how I did X, Y, Z. Here's how I made a million dollars off of drop shipping." And it's tell your little strategy, right? And when you look at it, yeah, it works. But like in the big picture, I mean, there's so much outside of the frame that you don't even see. And unless you went through all the things that they went through that led up to that, it's very hard to replicate exactly what they did because you don't have the skills, the talents, the experiences that they might have had leading up to that to do make that strategy work. So that's why I had to go so far back and tell you guys all the backstory. Um, so that I can lead up to this and now I can give away all the sauce. And if anyone is taps into the last episode they know it's part nine of nine so if they are interested they can start at part one and learn what led to from me making close to nothing to me making close to you know half of some people's salaries in a day so that's all for this episode i'll catch you guys in the finale you've now finished taking the first step now let us help you take the next one subscribe to our newsletter at walk2wealth.com that's walk2wealth.com so we can keep you moving on your journey. We'll see you on the next episode of Walk to Wealth with John Mendez.